Hey, and welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 20. Today we got a couple more special guests. We got the, the Gruesome Twosome Brothers with Matt and Jeff, and then the usual crew of you know, myself, Graham, Luke, Richie, and Cody. And I think we're just going to... I got a lot of questions for you guys, and I'm sure the rest of rest of us do as well after watching a few of your videos. And um, you know, just the general vibe is it's it's you guys have a very similar um, uh, mentality when it comes to Cherokees that to us. So it's kind of fun to see see that you know created on in in video form. Um, so I guess we'll just fire some questions off and, and see where it goes. I think the first one would be because we're doing a podcast and we're not on YouTube. What are the rigs? Oof, that's uh, a tough one. <laughs> tell us a little. There's a, a, little there's a couple. How, how do you how do you want to define rigs? Like uh, strictly well, wheelers or like the let's, fleet? How, let's how do you let's want to start do with the uh, wheelers and then we'll expand to the fleet. Okay, so. If you guys have seen my YouTube, I have a uh, or a '96 Cherokee two door. It's been uh, modified over the years. Turbo, one ton. It's still a 4.0. Uh, I also have a '85 F250. That's not too much of a wheeler, but you know, one of those. And then Jeff's got a couple a uh, couple of toys. Yeah. So uh, my wheeler is an '89 Cherokee two door. Uh, obviously, we like our two doors. I don't know what it is. They just look cooler. What? Whoa! Whoa! whoa. <laughs> I take offense. Come on now, coming in just smacking. I, I don't take offense to that. Two doors are cooler, but not everybody also, can have a two door. Also, you know the yeah. back seats, uh, the the back four door doors are just so worthless. You know, only a child yeah. can really get into them. <laughs> so. So I you take know. it you listened to the rant on the last podcast about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I definitely can agree with that. Absolutely, that the rear doors are the most useless things known to mankind. And and yes, I did take out my rear seat, so it's kind of like a two-four door at this point. But, mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Jeff, Jeff started out with a four-door, and we did it for years. It's not the end of the world. It's a Cherokee, at least, you know? Yeah, it's just yeah, exactly. Cool, I guess. Right? So, why to you guys did you start yeah. out? Like, did you start out with Cherokees, or like, why now are you running Cherokees? <laughs> so it, it started with wow. me uh, when I wanted my first vehicle. Uh, I wanted a Nissan 300ZX so bad, Ooh, okay. and my parents said, "Absolutely not! You're not allowed to have a two-door sports car. The insurance is going to be insane. It's New Jersey, blah blah blah." <laughs> so. I started looking at other vehicles, and, you know, Cherokees caught my eye. They were relatively inexpensive at the time, so I found one up the street. I knocked on the lady's door. I said, I want to buy your Jeep. Bought the Jeep, and uh, immediately was having transfer case problems. It wouldn't shift Mm -hmm. into four high at all. Oh. So my father said, oh, let's go down to the local guy that, you know, he knew that works on Jeeps, and, you know, three... Uh, times at the garage later, you know, the problem wasn't fixed and he finally eventually threw a transfer case in it. And, uh, you know, $3,000 later, I've, I I got the old transfer case home, took it apart and saw the shift pin was broken in it. And I was like, this guy told me he took it apart every time. 
why, you know, why are you gonna, why are you gonna tell me? Whatever, it doesn't matter. So I took it apart, figured out that something was wrong, and said, "I'm never letting anyone up touch a vehicle again of mine." And it started from there. So, you know, fixing things turned into modifying things, and then I don't know that push to just keep progressing. Yeah, it's funny how that little bug bites you. Um, me and Richie, we were, uh, I was seven, sixteen. I bought a '89 Cherokee for like three hundred fifty bucks because I started mm-hmm. watching Mad Ram videos, and I'm like, I want to go play in the <laughs> yeah, woods. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. suddenly that became welding in floor pans. Well, I'd never welded mm-hmm. before, but my dad had a 140 Lincoln machine, so fuck it. I'm learning to weld. <laughs> and yeah. then, well, I'm going to lift it. Okay, cool. Then I blew the leaf spring through the body, and I was like, fuck this. And here we go up to my current 97 yeah. Mm-hmm. Cherokee. Yeah. Yeah, and I think exactly. Jeff and I got really got started the same way. It was like we wanted to do certain modifications, certain things, and it was like uh, we're not going to pay a shop to do it because at the end of the day, it's a five hundred dollar Cherokee, but uh, we want these modifications done. So it's like you just got to learn how to do it at that point. And that was oh, yeah. the that was the fire, you know, the fire under our ass to yep. start learning, thing. and it really it it blew the door open on what you know what you can do. Another thing with Cherokees is they are whether or not you want to agree, they are the Honda Civics of the Jeep world. (laughs) So, you know, everyone does the same things, you know, three inch 31s, this, that, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, every time we get a Jeep, we don't like doing the same thing over and over again. Like I said before, coming back to progression, let's do something different. You know, I wanted to put a turbo on the Renix motor really bad, but at the end of the day, I think it's smarter that I go in a different direction. I throw an LS in because it's not the same as my brother's. Mm-hmm. Yep. The um, for me it was I. There was one dude who I'm gonna try and get on this podcast at some point in time. But uh, IB Jeep in '95 on Jeep form bought mm-hmm. a Cherokee, stupid cheap, three inch lift, stock control arms, locked front and rear, 35 Pro comps. And was running blacks, and I saw that. Of course. And my mind okay, was that just kind of familiar. Blown. And I'm like, there's <laughs> no way that this dude is doing that with just this thing with stiffeners, 35s, and lockers. Yeah. And that's where the patented shitbox method originated. <laughs> huh. Do uh, do any of you guys know Chris Doan? D O A N. No. I might be butchering the name, but I don't think so. He's so he's got a couple. Um, he's got a couple Comanches and one of them, I think it's on like a Dana 30, Dana 35 and he's got a doubler and I think 37s or 35s on it. And he just takes that five. everywhere. What's that, Jeff? Two, five, four cylinder. Well, that's probably what's yeah. keeping the 30 alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Honestly, but, but oh. it's crazy. Like you don't have to have the sixties or, you know, no fancy axle shafts, all that. You know, no, I'm just dumb, and I drive by Braille. <laughs> oh, actually, I just saw videos of him, uh, the video of him crawling that little, like, vertical rock. He went out wheeling with Yeah, that Comanche with, with no bed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I think they went to Badlands. Or whoever that is. Yep. 
And I love it. This guy, yes. uh, MJ Crawl posted, he goes, a thousand percent chance this guy will hurt some feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that. I it. It's crazy. That guy also has a, a turbo MJ on tons and everything. He hasn't finished it yet, but it's like he's got a crazy build, but he also has a mild build that he just hurts feelings with. Awesome. <laughs> So has any time throughout your build, you felt that you were kind of going in the wrong path with an XJ that you should switch to something different? Um, that's a hard question. Jeff, do you have an answer? <laughs> All the time. I see a smile. I see a smile on your face. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only reason I ask is because like every, anybody who doesn't have a Cherokee, shits on cherokees but all the cherokee guys are like this is the fucking way to go but then there's yeah. always those things that are like yeah i realize now why i hate a cherokee like unibody yeah oh yeah yeah i don't know they work though you know that's the thing i, I guess i'm i'm too uh i'm too brainwashed by the cherokee <laughs> um i feel like you know, every time I think about it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to build a Ranger or a Bronco 2 or something, be different. But what's <laughs> it going to have in it? It's going to have a 4.0 in it. It's going to have an AX-15. It's going to have a 231. You know, it's going to be a Cherokee with a Bronco body. So <laughs> yeah. what's what's the point of changing the body? Hey, that right fair. there would be the epidome of hurt feelings. A Bronco exactly. with a <laughs> yeah. 4 liter and an AX-15 mm -hmm. in it would be hilarious, especially on tons with like a exactly. I want to do that and I really want to do a disco like a Land Rover Discovery like the first gen I think that would be Ooh. awesome mm. that'd be rad because they're cool but at the end of the day they're so disgustingly unreliable <laughs> the, the thing I like about Cherokees though is it's a VIN and it's a box mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> this guy is literally the limit um mm-hmm Matt, you want to tell us about what you've got going on up with your setup? Because uh, legend has it that you're one of the few people to meet AK Auto. <laughs> He's <laughs> our pal. That yeah. dude does some insane so stuff. It's, it's, oh, man, that guy's wild. He's doing like a twin turbo setup right now. On Honestly, a four but, liter? Yeah, so. Yeah, on a four liter. Why? He's making a custom manifold to uh, it's like GT thirties or something. I don't know because he wants a lot of power. What's wrong with that? Before you I... say why, you, uh, you all you guys should go look up newcomer racing uh... on YouTube. Okay. Uh, he made on a crank dyno, not wheel wheel dyno. He made almost nine hundred horsepower out of a four zero. I don't doubt Turbo. that it can be done. My biggest issue with the 4-liter is that it is still, no matter how you slice it, a 1950s tractor engine. And I've had yeah, a lot yeah, of bad yeah, luck yeah. with the cranks. <laughs> I'm on oh, engine no. 4. so Don't don't let the cranks throw you down, you know? like <laughs> That is not the weak point of the motor. No, but the components <laughs> attached Luke. to it have been. <laughs> Um, I would, uh, so, so what have you, what are your experiences with the cranks? So far I have cracked one. It was not a deep crack, but it was okay. definitely cracked. Um, I've eaten the main bearings and the thrust bearing out of one. Oh, uh, okay. 
I have also had number five piston decide that it was done and was going to sit on top of the crankshaft and eat the crank. So those are my experiences. I've had that with number six. <laughs> That's just why I'm like I'm torn because it's like, do I want to put another one in or do I want to just call up the junkyard, grab a cheap ass four eight for like two hundred bucks and slap it in? And when I've got the yeah. money, build a six yeah. liter that's going to have all the components I want in it and make dumb horsepower cheap. Mm-hmm. Th- I, that's my big struggle. Yeah, with I everything. mean, like, is it? But is it really cheap though? You know, like, I know a junkyard LS is a couple hundred bucks, but at the end of the day, motor mounts, all the things to run the LS, it, at the end of the day, it's not a cheap swap. You know, like the four O is a good platform to build off. And, and honestly, I've never had a problem with crankshaft. My my motor has two hundred twenty thousand miles on it, has a cam in it. I didn't change any bearings or nothing, and it seems to be holding up pretty well. I'm also dumb, and, and I like I, to rev it up a bit, you know. I grab them from the junkyard. They go in. They get an oil change. They get a nice fancy purulator filter if I'm feeling froggy that day, and <laughs> uh, I just put old filters on mine but... to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> he takes yeah. my filter and recycles it. <laughs> yeah. Give it another life. Um, but to answer so, the question of is it cheap? Eh, it's all relative. If you're already looking at replacing the front frame section, what's throwing in two pieces of dom and a couple of bushings? Uh-huh. And that that's just yeah. like yeah, I know what you mean. But it comes down to like like radiator, that kind of stuff where you're gonna be spending money because like oh, a yeah. factory Cherokee radiator cannot cool a uh, a V8. Oh, one hundred and twenty percent, absolutely agreed. And that's where I'm coming down. Unless you're if you're good, yeah. If you're good at you know welding aluminum, then you could do it cheaply. But other than that, you don't you don't have a whole lot of options unless you want to start hacking your Cherokee up, fit a big radiator in. or Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So, see, yeah. So, yeah, you could definitely do it cheap then. Stuff like that. But you just got to get creative. Yeah. Yeah. You don't don't get to be cheap and get a good product unless you're creative. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree with that. Okay. So, I got to ask because you guys keep throwing around, you know, four rows with turbos on them. is it is it actually noticeable? I, I would imagine it's noticeable on the road, but like off road, do you notice it? Because um, I know it's eh, like lower PM. Is so that... this is kind of yeah. This is kind of hard to answer because when I had that Jeep, like I haven't driven that Jeep really in two years. I drove it after the dyno session, uh, just around the block, mm-hmm. and from when I first put the turbo on. After I put the or Jeff and I put the computer on and all that stuff and had it tuned, the difference in power and just engine response was insane. Huh. So oh, I one hundred percent believe short, it. Yeah, long and and I was the guy when I first put it on. Like everybody says on Club XJ, which is dead now, but it doesn't matter. Everyone says, "Oh, you gotta you gotta have it tuned. You can't you can't just slap a turbo on." And I didn't believe it. Uh, Jeff and I figured out how to kind of, you know, get it, trick it to run with the turbo. It worked. It worked. 
Yeah, it, worked, <laughs> it made sweet it, turbo you know, noises. It sounded cool. <laughs> yeah. But after I had after it was tuned and everything, the difference was incredible. It was it's like night and day. And I haven't been able to off road it yet, so I can't fully answer that question. Huh. But hopefully but soon I'll be able to. I have to say, before we got it tuned and everything, before when you did wheel it turbo, it spooled pretty quick because when you're off roading and stuff, you're building a lot of drive pressure because you're yeah. you know you're putting a lot of load on the motor. Yeah. So especially with the higher gears, you could rev pretty quick. It, it okay. made you know five ton, five eight pounds of boost really fast. So. It all depends on the turbo size. It all depends on this. It all depends on that, you know? Yeah, especially with the... So what'd you go with? Especially with 513s and or low. What's that? What size and what brand did you go for with the turbo? Um, That is a EM USA, whatever, eBay special. eBay special. And it's a GT30. Okay. Yeah, eBay. And oh, so yeah, just, less than $200. So you ran the normal stock piping underneath the oil pan and then just routed it back up into the engine bay? Because this is something that I kind of down the line have actually been really considering is yeah. turboing mine. Once I get kind of bored with the power or just bored with what I should do next. You um, get bored with the power real quick mm-hmm. on the highway with yeah. 538s and 37s. <laughs> you just... Yep, let so, me just casually throw this thing into fourth, put my foot completely in it, and watch the gas gauge move quicker than the RPM gauge. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but, so you felt at like 5 PSI? No, it's not and... like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, so you felt at 5 PSI with a mile two, and that it did enough that it was worth the effort you put in for it? Uh, yeah, because it was it was minimal effort be honest at the time like we just packed an exhaust up like a up pipe whatever you want to call it and slapped the turbo on and for a couple hundred bucks had fun yeah it was worth it but it wasn't my daily driver so i really didn't gotcha. care too much about it so it was more just a, like a science experiment that drivability and everything. i mean really, you could drive it around really good. that's all of our vehicles yeah yeah i wanted to turbo <laughs> something and i was like this is perfect for it so yeah, well, I just wanted to learn, be, uh, so I tried it. I'll definitely be checking in with you once I get more involved with that because I'm interested. It's really, it's really rad. <laughs> what they did yeah, is but, rad. Yeah, feel free to shoot Jeff for us a message. Oh yeah. Yeah, so it did get dynoed, and at 13 pounds, it is making uh, basically 300 horsepower. Uh, can I great. can I just yeah. ask one dumb question? What are you guys yeah. doing for engine management? Because I um, feel like that squirt. needs to be discussed. Um, yeah. So. Um, yeah. So um, we're using Megasquirt MS MS three X. We got it from. Explain. We got it from Anthony Rendazzo, AK <laughs> Auto. And um, so what happened? He posted on Facebook. That's how we like, got. Matt, that's how we got connected with him. I, I said, Matt, you need to do this. Uh, you know, we were having problems after we put the cam in. It didn't want to run right. And, you know, the cam company, Lulani, told us that we need a computer or we need to get it tuned. And we're like, nah, we'll be fine. We figured out everything else. We, we don't need it tuned. But it just ran like garbage. So we're like, screw it. We need to do, you know, full standalone or figure something out. So mm-hmm. Anthony was selling a MS3X Mega Squirt already. And so we bought it from him with the wiring harness and... We started, you know, I cut everything out of the way and I just started wiring 
everything one sensor at a time. I had basically the mega squirt wiring diagram on the left and I downloaded a PDF of a 2001 Cherokee sensor diagram so I could find the pinouts and everything. And I just started soldering everything together. Everything is pretty straightforward. The only things that are tricky are the cam and the crank sensor. Everything else you can basically use stock huh. and wire it huh. straight in. And then, um, then you got to find someone that knows how to tune it. Um, and then also Megasquare, uh, the Tuner Studio is their tuning software. And if you pay like a subscription to them, they have auto-tune, kind of like Holly does. So they'll kind of like you put in all like the stuff about the vehicle, about the engine size, about what injectors you have, blah, blah, blah. And it kind of tries to uh, tune it itself for you. So That's fucking awesome. It, yeah, I, I appreciate that. It's like that right there in my mind takes that turbo setup from like Club XJ kind of memory to like a legitimate 100% setup. Exactly. It's... And that's what I said. And that's the thing. Whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I work. I are work. You, are you associating us with Club XJ? <laughs> well, I mean, you did do the Club XJ one ton. I think that was a salvation. <laughs> So, <laughs> no, I'm just messing around. Ah, no, I... yeah, like you said, <laughs> sorry, but like you said, the uh, like it's kind of like you know, it's you gotta like you gotta figure out this stuff. And I, I'm an a regular electrician as a as my regular job, you know, and I, I know nothing about vehicle wiring, but you know, this forced me to learn. I, I always looked at it as wiring our wiring, and I'm bad at wiring, so <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, exactly. It's completely different, but at the end of the day, stuff needs to go from one place to another, and, you know, you just sit down and figure it out. And it's, you know, to me, that's something as we progress, it separates the men from the boys, and you got you to gotta force yourself to learn something you're uncomfortable doing. You know, yeah. and I and think you gotta accept that you're gonna screw up. I think, we did. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think on that note, um, more like uh, directly wheeling related, but I feel like one tons and whatnot are kind of that barrier in a a much lower standard than you know one tons and a turbo XJ. But one tons on their own seem like they're kind of a barrier for where you can start being fucking retarded. 100% agreed. Yeah. 100% agreed. Yeah. You know, it's fun to be able to get your nose in the air and be like, eh, fuck it. If something's going to break, it's going to break. But whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not any worse than putting this axle under the Jeep so I can fix it. Like, what's yeah, the worst exactly. thing that's going to happen? <laughs> oh, no. I popped a yeah, U-joint or <laughs> whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's really the worst case with one tons. I, I broke an axle shaft, but that was you know the original stubby shaft out by the lockout. But it really comes down that's to common. like, are you taking your, are you taking it on a trailer, or mm -hmm. are you you have to drive it there? That's kind of how much you're gonna wheel it. Doesn't matter to some people. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, kid's yeah, fucking I guess, I guess it depends how far you are from home, you know. <laughs> 
Nah, <laughs> Graham drove. <laughs> we could be pretty far. <laughs> Graham drove from Massachusetts to Roush, ran reds and blacks, and then drove at home after we changed dip oil oh, and like multiple other oils <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> that was the the worst part. Was just the the fact that everything was full of water, and we we drained everything out except for the transmission because yeah. I figured, okay, there's still like I got. I took the fill plug out and then all the water came out and you know, I wasn't thinking straight, you know, oil floats on water. So I should have been thinking, okay, it's water yeah. at the fill plug. There's yep. no oil in there. Well, I was like, Nope. Yeah. But then the it's oil at the comes. full line. It's good. Right. When we get <laughs> yeah. home. I drain it. Cause I figure it's probably got some water in it. I get like two uh, water bottles of just water. There's no oil in the thing. Uh, so it did it. X15s run mint on water. For a six-hour drive, but uh, I wouldn't do and it. Like again. Jeff and I, <laughs> Jeff and I have a key rule off-roading: stay out of the water, stay out of yep. the mud. Yep. Do yourself a favor. Uh, we were just—I <laughs> don't know if you know Jamie and them. They're out in that area, but um, Jamie and Austin, uh, I think Pumphrey. Uh, I forget Jamie's last name, but they've got a uh, Toyota buggy. Excuse me. Wow, fuck. Um, they've got a Toyota buggy and <laughs> a CJ on 43SXs that's kind of like towing that borderline between still being a CJ and being a buggy. So Truggy. We're just following him, and he hits this little like section, and whatever, it gets up to his rockers. Fuck it, that's not that fucking bad. So, cool. No, nope. it was over his door just a little. Are you talking about the pond? We went through the pond. Yeah, I was further yeah. back, so to me it looked like it was at the Rockers. So okay, that well, was yeah, my I, initial. I saw CJ. I, you know, wasn't really accounting for tire size when you've got forty-three inch SXs and you know pretty decent lift height on a CJ. It kind of makes the puddle look smaller than it is. So uh, when you hit it in thirty sevens and less lift, you you go up over your hood. Uh, not again i won't Um, touch that puddle ever again i won't touch that puddle either because my (laughs) experience got you to go in it (laughs) do you want to explain what happened there because you can probably tell the story better than i can i was just pissed at that point because there was water like lapping over my balls and i'm (laughs) i'm just like it's still running so well, it wasn't running very well. You, def- <laughs> you were definitely over, were close to over the distributor, and it was acting up. And you installed that one time, started it back up, but it still worked. So you just hammered it out. He's not moving at all, probably like a couple inches as he's just on rev limiter. There's a video of me on top of my Jeep filming him as he goes through on the other side. Because Jamie had been like, oh, yeah, if you take the, uh, if you take the right edge, it's not as deep. It was about as deep. Just not I just got yeah. lucky because I had 40s. <laughs> I think that was the only thing that saved me. Uh, it was... And then we did shoot the moon in one shot. Three people in a row. Just like, yeet right up that. I thought that was going to be... And the second day, it was harder. For whatever reason, that I first time... I am so pissed because that is one of, like, that was my quintessential wheeling moment. Like, that has been something that has been on my to-do list for fucking eight years at this point. And fucking, 
I did it in 30 seconds, walking right up it. No one caught a video. There's no pictures. There's nothing. <laughs> I just went up it. What's that other obstacle that we what, hit? What, uh, sh- shoot the moon? Yeah, shoot the moon. Yeah. Is that, like, the most famous Roush okay. trailer It's one something? of them. I think so. Um, but it was one of those things where, like, the group that I was a part of at that time was Naxja. And they would always post videos from Shoot the Moon, and it was like, they had a 440 MJ going oh, yeah. up it, they had, like, Jeep or buggies going up it, and I'm like, man, I can't wait to do it, because I've seen dudes on 35s make it taking just the right line. I want to fucking do it. So I did it on 40s in 30 seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, same thing. Like, I, I remember the same thing. Like, every time I would go... 35s are a there, there's a little cheating. Go, we went, you know, I was on 33s, yeah. 31s, and I was like, oh, one day I'll be able to do Shoot the Moon, one day. <laughs> and then I went there on tons and 37s, and like you said, you just it was dry, and we just walked right up it, and I was like, nope. oh, this is Shoot <laughs> the Moon? <laughs> well, I was kind of happy because the line that I took, I went all the way up the... The, there's a large rock on the right side of it, yep. so I just drove my driver tire up that, and my door ended up getting within a half inch of that big-ass rock on the side, but I made it through with no body damage, no tire spinning, just like, yep, okay, my rig's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, it's, I 100% recommend doing it if you go to Roush, but it's not the quintessential obstacle or quintessential obstacle at Roush. Yeah, agreed. What was that obstacle that just denied anything but buggies and Curtis? The uh, second day? That was Crawler Ridge. Crawler Ridge, okay. Yeah. That one spanked us. That one was like. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good fucking time. Crawler Ridge. That was the only is... obstacle that first day that denied us just. Yeah, that was a 100% denial, and my rig's still in the shop from that obstacle. (laughs) And even just even just getting up there was a it was a hard pain. And then you get up there, and you're like, okay, well, I don't know. Everybody's just like, so you just point your tires here, and you just hammer it, and hope you get up. And, And for all of us. Full body. Use those curb feelers. <laughs> For all of us, it just ended up, you know, you you were in the right line, and then it, you slid right out, sliced a tire, or popped a tire, and you're done. I got violently ejected from that line. <laughs> That's where all your great, your good pictures come from. Is you getting? I'm surprised we even have pictures of you bouncing off, considering how quick that happened. Yeah, so I was crawling, and the driver front tire and the driver rear tire had traction, but the driver rear tire was the only one with actual traction. So it just picked the whole fucking nose of the Jeep up and threw it sideways. I ended up, like, sitting 45 degrees in the obstacle with a blown tire, and we had to put a winch cable to my cage to pull it back up enough to change the tire and, like, stop it from flopping over, and then we had to winch the nose over. It was, it was a good time. Always, you just, at first, you just think of those situations, you're like, what the hell am I going to do? What the, what the absolute <laughs> fuck am I going to do? Mm. And then you just, 
you somehow overcome it and yeah you work through it you're, you're <laughs> on the other side laughing with your buddies you know it's like where did we get here yeah. i'm not yeah. laughing at the moment because <laughs> i split my cross member for my three link i ripped my leaf spring mounts out and i fucking munched a rim and a nitto 40 the tire's okay i glued it and fucking heated it so whatever tubes in it yeah i'm not gonna fucking throw <laughs> tubes in it but so with the uh with the turbo cherokee why did you go with an interior cage compared to like going like a hybrid or something of the matter uh, that's a good one <laughs> yeah so honestly the reason is because i hate the exo cages let's go i like oh, <laughs> <laughs> like... i like this guy more so i <laughs> i love i love the idea of them like saving your body, I'm all for that. But I stove my body in years ago, so I figured like I don't really care how clean it is. And I like the I like the look of a built interior cage, like a full cage, not just a simple hoop and supports like a full on cage. So that's it's the first one I've done. I that's what I wanted to do, so I did it. How hard that's that's my uh, did you short answer. Was it a um, it wasn't a kit, right? You, you did you bend it up yourself? The whole thing, customer. No, no, a... yeah, no. So Jeff okay. and I bought a, yeah, we, oh, uh, we bought a two bender. We bought a rope fat bender. Oh, and fuck just said, yeah, you know dude! What? At this point, we we bought a welder and figured out how to weld. Let's buy a bender and figure out how to bend. You know, like I don't yeah. want to pay someone to do it, so mm-hmm. I'd rather learn. Dude, that was my mindset going into it. I called up a buddy of mine. I'm like, hey, I want to build a cage. How much tube do you think I'm going to need? And he goes, you're going to need at least 100 and something feet. So I'm like, all right, get me 120 feet and just, like, let me know when the order comes in. So I ended up with this fucking, like, pile of tube, a Hobart 190, and a tube bender. Yeah. Fuck it. I can make it happen. That's exactly what we have. Hobart 190, or no, we have a 210, right? Yeah, it's a 210, but same idea. And we, I'm not, like, I've already gone through 200 feet, and I got a little bit more to do, but probably like 230 feet of tube. Just on an on an interior cage? Uh, I think he dropped. Uh, interior cage, but it's also like I don't know if you guys have seen too much of the videos, but it's a tube nose. So there's no okay. Okay, so there's, there's some. Frame rails stuff. I was gonna say 200. On. Okay, that makes sense. It well, also it yeah, also it's looks outer, like Spider-Man's but it's, lair. But it's also hidden too. So that's the thing that I really <laughs> like about Cherokees. Like I said earlier, though, it's a box and a VIN. It's not the hardest thing to build tube around. I disagree with you on the interior cage because I'm a big fan of having headroom, but I've got tall seats and I'm a big dude. So no, no. no. Fancy roof racks. That's what it's about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm six four. So I, you know, I know what you. All mean. right. So you're taller than That's me. That's why I had to get creative with mine and make. I had to make headroom for myself, but I also cut my floors out to drop my seats as low as I could too. So, it's like my seats are not anything close to factory mounting location. So that that for me was another thing that I did. I dropped my seat mounts, and I've got Baja SS. Okay. They're fucking fat boys. I got them custom made to my yeah. my size and my girlfriend's size. So 
it was one of those you. things where it was like they're tall i have to drop them way the fuck down and yep. i also yep. even with dropping them way the fuck down if i'm wearing a helmet i have like three quarters of an inch to the fucking bar if i do mm. an interior oh yeah yeah like right now i can probably fit two of my fingers between my head and the, and the cage so like i but. i had a really shitty experience on a local trail i had my head out the window and i got conked really fucking good like Oof. not going to work yeah. the next day coming after coming down a rock ledge and like going and finding yeah, out yeah. i had a concussion so that right there was like, yep, nope, I've got a helmet, fuck it, I don't care if I'm a nerd, and I like the extra yeah. space. No, no, you, no, there's, there's, there's you gotta no, respect. I definitely, I definitely agree with that. But, yeah, I cannot, I do like the clean, the clean I, look of your Jeep, though, because it's just, you've got that front end work done, so it looks almost like a wide body to me. And I dig that. That is something yeah. that I'm tempted to go for in the rear. I want to roll my inner fender to match my tube work two inches off the body to get it so that way it's like uh, it, you're going to know what it is, or not going to know what it is, I guess, comparatively. Mm -hmm. But like, why yeah. bodying a Cherokee is cool. And, that, as and that's fuck what to I make. tried to do too, yeah. Like, the back of mine is just, a, you know, my back fenders are just a piece of inch and three-quarter tube that that the old fender just dies into essentially so it's like i try to my goal is to make it look like something that could come off the assembly line but obviously hasn't you know see i didn't want to go for I, that but i wanted to go for like that old school function over form look and that's yeah. always been my style with everything i build so it's like i've got two straight bars running down my drip rails that have a spreader bar at the front and my a pillar ties into that so there's okay. a three-piece halo it looks kind of weird yeah. compared to every other cherokee that's out there but it's just simple it's functional and then behind the seats i've got a yeah. big ass fucking uh node that's you know six tubes tying into one and that kind of shit. I really like that, and I've got generic Super Duty tons with clapped reds now. It's a cookie cutter so, XJ. He didn't yeah. even build proper nodes in the front of the. He didn't even build a halo. <laughs> he did like a weird combo between a, you know, a, you know, the Halo style XO and a. Hey. A, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. Right. A back. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Say what you want Listen, about I don't that care Jeep. What it looks like. Let's go wheeling. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Say what Full you want about cutter. that Jeep. But it does ship. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> it goes every time there's a backyard built meet. It's generally there. So. Except during the winter. Yeah, mm. unless it's not. <laughs> well, in the winter time, I give myself a solid four months to fix last year's seven to eight months of fucking up. So, you know. Yeah. Are we? I mean, we. It was a pretty hard season so, last year, surprisingly. Yeah, I loved it. It was great. That was probably my best year of wheeling. Um, but I have to ask, I, I've the Ford brand has kind of slowly grown on me because I made the switch from my Chevy to a <laughs> 6.2 F250, and 
I've had a couple issues with the truck, but man, I fucking love that thing. It's just a generic yes. work truck. Yeah, we couldn't tell. Why did you turbo the? Why did you build the IDI? Because that's because a nobody cool does fucking it. build. And nobody does it. Why? Like it's it's one of those things where I was thinking like, oh, I could do a Cummins. Everyone throws a Cummins in an OBS. Like, why not just do something different? And you know, if someone asks me what it is, I can pop the hood and they'll look at it and be like, "The fuck is this? A big block with a turbo?" Like, yep. <laughs> you know, like, but I really like it. And at the end of the day, it's different, and nobody else really around here has one. Well, that's like for me with this truck because of the weight rating and the way that my state is broken down and the way the state that I'm looking at moving is broken down. It's emissions exempt because it's got such a heavy tow rating. I really want to drop a fucking 7.3 in it because I feel like a new style uh, tow rig with an old school 7.3 would definitely be something that would make you scratch your head and go, wait, what? Mm-hmm. exactly no there's a couple of guys in my idi groups that actually have done that in the newer style like the 6.0 trucks or the 6.4 trucks blown up and they'll throw an idi with a turbo on it that's funny you know, it's fuck. Got, it makes a good enough power it's like a stock power stroke but with no uh computer but i mean forever. i i was talking the 7.3 power stroke a 7.3 power stroke with a set of twins oh, and a fucking no, and, and it's set easy enough sticks. to swap too if if you're not afraid of wires, it's very easy to swap, you know? The biggest thing is integrate, yeah, integrating the computer, it seems like. That seems to be the sticking point on that or that setup. Yeah, exactly. With the with the with the newer with the newer trucks with the CAN bus systems with the gauges and everything. It's a it's a real PIA unless you're a genius. <laughs> I'm an autist, not that. a genius. <laughs> They really like their uh, crank position sensors. So if you run one off like the front uh, harmonic balancer, like if you weld the plate onto the backside and just make your own mount, I know that's kind of their main stickler. So if you, as long as you have that, you should generally be able to kind of finagle whatever you need. Yeah, the yeah, other exactly. thing that's an option would be dropping in one of the later 5.9 common rails. That would be a cool mm-hmm. swap too. But Absolutely. that's a very generic swap. But there's a reason Lame. it's generic. It works. Exactly, because it works. You know? <laughs> and I yeah, think that put ties in, uh, in. Behind it next, you fucking copycat. No, I'm going to leave yeah, this 6R. Like, uh, I've got a 6R140. Why am I going to put a, another uh, transmission DT360. in? 360. Yeah, there nah. you go. Yeah, yeah. 305 out of like a 55 Chevy. Fuck it, right? <laughs> I'm fucking boring. <laughs> No, I get. It. I mean, I don't know. I don't think you should really be focusing on that necessarily. Oh, it's a I know. Four liter situation to take care of. Well, um, that right there is a discussion in itself for another podcast because I'm getting very, very wacky with what I'm willing to do at this point. I'm just, I'm sick of the unibody. So, fuck it. Yeah. And... See, and that is that is one of the biggest struggles i've had with mine i just keep working on it and i get to the point where i'm like why do i keep sinking all my time and money into this hunk of trash unibody Mm. you know that it's it's everything is annoying to work with annoying to put you know two by six rockers on all that stuff is annoying well but at the end of the day it's you know 
you made it this far, you might as well keep going. So my thing with it was, I'm thinking about it, and it's like, man, I could probably slug my lower fucking uh, mounts for the cage on the interior part. And at that point, why not just cut the whole bottom half off and just do it again? Because if it doesn't matter if I buy a cheap beater of some sort to wheel or if I buy a pre-built buggy, why not make it super fucking cool and just cut the whole fucking bottom out, put an LS in it, put the fucking truck transmission, put an Atlas in it, and be cool with it. But... By... By cut the by cutting the whole bottom out, you mean like cut the whole frame, like unibody, whatever mean you want like to call it off. Cut the lower mean? fucking right from the bottom of the fucking uh, B and A pillar, like right at the bottom of the body line. Just chop it and yeah, like right at the door, hack it off. Everything and below that, just out. fucking build a custom frame and drop the yeah. Cherokee body on it, support the body with some two by six rockers, mm-hmm. move the doors up, cut the bottom of the doors off. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, no, I'm, I gotcha. It's like at that point you're building a fully custom vehicle, but it's got a VIN. <laughs> and yeah. And like, that depends on what state you're in, but yeah. You know, I don't think and, you have and, to go that far, right? I mean, if you've, Especially if you're as far along as you are, Luke. Um, you know, and I guess anybody with stiffeners and you know, the two by six slider, you know, the classic stuff that you do to a Cherokee. I th- Especially if you've got a cage and other stuff. And this is sort of what I'm thinking. You know, for my build as I go forward, I just set up a a two hundred five and an eco box that I'm going to throw in, and the thing's fucking massive. Like I, I had all the pieces apart, and it didn't really look that big. And I kind of measured things. I was like, this will be fine. And I put it together, I'm like, holy fuck. Not only can I not get this off the bench because it's heavy as hell, but it's also way bigger than I expected it to be. And I was planning on cutting all of my floor out anyways, but I, I I don't think that you have to go as far as taking out all the unirail, you know, sure, take the floors out and with the structure you've built with the two by six and the you know the supports back to the frame rails. Assuming you've stiffened everything, you can just what I'm gonna what I think I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put some tube work across in between everything, a hoop for the you know transmission, clear everything, and and just patch the floor around that, and then you end up with basically you know the center section is mostly tube. You keep all the strength, but you also keep the platform you know, to some extent. But I have to ask in return why. If you have another rig to wheel, like if I were to buy a cheap buggy after I move and I'm wheeling that, why not just put it in the shop? And why would you try and save the uniframe if you're going to move the rockers up six inches? Um, At that point in time, you're going to be building all new mounts for your cage. You're going to be building all new mounts for everything else. You're going to be... I already have to modify stuff to get the... um, coilovers in like i have to cut more into the frame rail just a little bit i'm gonna have to french it so it's like why you know, should i do bother that all the time that's not a structural that's not oh no this i've never would, seen anybody having structural issues from it's not the so much a structural Got thing it. it's one of those things where it's like man 
I kind of want to see how far I can take this. It's not even so much about... Yeah, it's it's not, you know, that the total chassis setup is awful, but if I can build new frame rails and I can lift the rockers, change the cage a little bit... I mean, it just comes down to time. How much time and money do you want to spend on it? You can keep what what you already paid for. Is it really worth it, though? Like, it's just a (laughs) Cherokee, you know? It's just yeah, the chair because you really love that body that much. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're coming at it from the total opposite. Uh, I'm not we trying to be an opposite no. where. No, no, I I <laughs> we fully say, agree. You know, but it's just a Vin at that point. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And the that's... way I see it, the way I see it with mine is like, I'm gonna destroy it, and that's why I I was okay with doing an interior cage. I'm gonna smash the shit out of it. But oh, at the yeah. end of the day, I'll hack that body off and slap something else on and have fun so with it. Yeah. Like, isn't it more of a title me. rather than the VIN? Because you can get a vehicle. Yeah, VIN exactly. It's a title, title. Yeah, it's mostly the title rather than anything. You can punch a VIN well, into anything. Mm-hmm. In Connecticut, it's more of and a And in VIN New Jersey, thing. it's really easy. All right. So oh. up here, oh, it's okay. not. It's um, if you you have to have a vehicle identification number that is matches yeah. your previous reg this that the other thing and it's yep, yep yep that's like the quintessential point is a clean vin number for up here compared to a title oh, okay. if it's over 20 years old so like oh i got okay i got gotcha. you okay. when i say it's a clean vin i mean literally that it is a clean vehicle identification number that will go through the system yeah. same thing as a title but just up here they only care about the vin number Hmm. Yeah, so, and it's the same. Like by us, everybody says clean, clean title. Like all listings say clean title. Yep. Same idea. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, there's no. So uh, how did you guys get started on the YouTube? Yeah, so Jeff and I, a couple, I'd say it's probably like two years ago now. You know, we started working on all of our stuff back in 2014. But two years ago, we really got the kick to try, and we we look up everything on YouTube, like trying to figure out how to fix stuff. So we figured, you know what? There's certain things we figured out how to fix that there we can't find videos of. Like, there's no videos of the Turbo Cherokee or Turbo Four O's stuff like that. So we're Come like, on. let's just start making videos. Let's try it. So yeah, it really started. No hurt in our it. ID with my IDI. Um, the only videos of like performance IDIs or Turbo IDIs are potato phone videos of 13 second clips of them driving down the road <laughs> and i was like i can do this so much better you know and you know, we didn't invest much we bought a gopro and got some editing software and started making videos of me putting together the motor um and then from there you know same thing with the turbo with the turbo jeep you know there's no good videos online about it and we're like, you know, especially with the standalone computer, I basically, you know, went step by step with the standalone. So anyone can really follow my stuff and wire their own. And I just feel like I, there, there's a place for it. There's people searching for it. You know, if yeah. I'm searching for it, I'm not the only one searching for it. So yeah. let's make content. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I, I don't think we're going to ever become something like Cletus or, you know, you know, uh, zip ties or anything like that. But <laughs> I really think, you know, there is a not, I guess, a market if you want to say. Well, there's like a niche do. following, right? There's yeah, exactly. Like anything 
remotely. Well, it's like it, it looks like you guys have a nice little following on your channel, at least. Oh, absolutely. It, no, it's really nice, and most of it's positive. Uh, my favorite yeah. thing, the biggest hate is for my 44, and that's – I love it. <laughs> <you know? laughs> All the power to you, you know. It's not a real one, Don. Nope. Yeah, whatever. Go for it. Make it of it all done. you want. It's it, it holds the forties just fine with my eighty horsepower Renix four O. Uh I don't think it's gonna hold the horsepower when I put the four eight in a cam in, but Wait, we'll see. Did you just say you're running a forty four with forties and it yeah, and sure. to use it's fine <laughs> in the same sentence? Absolutely. I put R C Vs in it. It's oh. a, it's an eight lug forty four. And it's an eight lug forty four. Uh, well, that means nothing. But that's, the RCVs, yeah, I know. That's cheating. yeah. The RCVs, they're <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're warranted up to a forty inch tire lifetime. So I threw. Obviously, I went to the biggest size possible. Yep. And, and you know what? I haven't had a. Oh, sorry. I haven't had a problem. What did you pay for the RCVs? Is the better question to ask. Fourteen hundred at the time. That was about four <laughs> years ago. Holy yeah. shit! Oh, yeah, that's, what I, that's what I paid for my Kingpin 60. Oh, my so that right Jesus. there is like my biggest problem with doing that to a 44 because. No, absolutely. With... But at the time, I'm like, you know, I'm, this is going to be my axle. I'm going to use it for the rest of my wheeling career. Hey, I respect <laughs> Fair that. Fair enough. I respect it. <laughs> but, you know, and that was at the time where I thought a 40 stock 40, you know, is enough power for me and blah, blah, blah. You know, you grow, you learn and grow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I'm into my Dana 60 for probably like 18, 1900. So to me, that's mm -hmm. just too big of a pill to exactly. swallow. No, I, I got the axle for 200 bucks. I threw a truss on it for 500. You know, I, I, oh, I the, totally the respect and it. stuff. I, and then, I, and then I, I, I kept, uh, you uh, know, I went wheeling on 37s with the stock shafts, you know, I blinked and they snapped yeah. and, uh, I was like, what am I going to do? Am I going to spend, you know, a thousand dollars on chromoly shafts or am I going to spend $1,400 on RCVs or am I going to ditch this axle and go to something else now that I have all this time and effort into it? Yep. So, you know, I, you know, we plow with another Cherokee that we have and I made some good money. I had some cash and I said, screw it. I'm just going to buy the RCVs and not have to think about it. And I haven't had to think about it. Honestly, I'm happy right now with them. They and work. Is it an unlimited warranty? Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. So it's a yeah, lifetime so... unlimited, no questions asked warranty up to a 40 inch tire. So exactly. anything so breaks. Worst case, they blow up. You get a brand new set mm -hmm. for free. So exactly. You, yeah. Like. And I, you guys the seem the like world. the type that could do gears, or that gears wouldn't be the end of the world, too. I don't um, mean that I to sound disrespectful to the people no, that I've don't never, like have. I've, I've never, uh, I've never blown up a set of gears. Well, we don't do gears, though. <laughs> we don't, we don't put them in ourselves. That's the yes. one thing we don't do. <laughs> but anything else, or why not? Because I've just never uh, tried it. And I was going to do it with my axles. And then I was like, I just want to drive it. <laughs> Let me have someone else do it while I'm working. And also, you know, just I'm intimidated where, you know, I don't want to eat a set of gears and, you know. Although I'll be, be honest, about it. I'm going to do my next set of gears and whatever it is because fuck it. It's like 400 bucks and it's worth yeah. that for me to learn the skill if I fuck it up exactly. that bad. Exactly. Yeah, but you can also pay yeah. Graham three hundred. I mean, you gotta buy. To do it. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, there's right, plenty of people. Was... 
if you know people, you can always find somebody who can do it for you cheap. Exactly. It, I think, I mean, if you're going to be doing any amount of them, it's definitely worthwhile to know how to do it. There's so many videos that the buy-in to actually do it is like, you know, do you have a press? Do you have a like bearing a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's almost and, you nothing. Know, if you yeah. really want to be special, get a dial indicator. Yeah. Well, oh, no, the dial indicator yeah. is important. When you're get, you don't no. need a depth yeah. thing or anything like that. It that like, useful. What are you talking about? Just I'm, use that pay-by-number uh, stuff. You can use it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you can use Play-Doh. At least you can use a dial indicator for everything. True. Play-Doh, yeah. Hey, I'm that. a tool and die maker. <laughs> I make my living off of a thousandth of an inch and less. So <laughs> dial indicators and me go together like fucking bread and butter. <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> yeah, but I've, you can I've use it for everything. It's, it's worth it. <laughs> I found that it's it's you know once you once you have done a set and you drive it on the highway and it doesn't blow up you know the smoke and mirrors is gone you know maybe it like I I think the first <laughs> axle I did was a uh, I think it was the forty four Cody that you've got and oh, when I God. first did it it wasn't <laughs> no 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 it, and it's been it's been great and when I first drove it on the highway it was good. But there was like a little bit of something going on. So I fiddled with it, right? I just I took some pressure off of the bearings. I put some different shims in, put it back together, and it was good, right? And once you get rid of, you can figure out what all those noises mean just from having put it together. You you know how it went together. So you know, you know, probably why it's yeah. making certain noises. And you can just, then you can tweak it. So then it's, you, yeah. you know, all the mystery is yeah. gone. What to I don't adjust, know. what to... Uh... Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's the same with like yeah, opening no, up a motor or something, you know, yep. like I was so scared to open up a motor or this or that. But once you start doing it, you're forced to do it because it's your daily and you've got to get it back on the road or this. And then you <laughs> figure it out. You realize, oh, you know, the smoking yeah. gears are gone, like you said. Yep. And I just have we haven't been in that situation where we're forced to do gears yet. So sure. on that note, I have a very good yeah, buddy I mean, who we we've... definitely will be. Yeah, I've got a buddy who's been on here, Jeremy. He did my gears, and it was one of those things where it was like, man, I can just drop these off. He said I'll have them done in two to three weeks. The unibody needs stiffeners anyway. The axles are done. Okay, well, let me go and do that while he's doing the fucking gears. And I picked them up, and it was a ridiculously fair price because I knew someone. But at mm -hmm. the same time... But two to, I, two to three weeks? Yeah, well, I was doing the stiffeners the at the same time, and I was doing some oh, chassis okay. fixes, so it was, two to three weeks was just like, whatever, you know, the body's mm -hmm. gonna be on jack stands yeah, for yeah, that no, entire just, time. Yeah, I just think that's a long time for gears, but... Oh, it is a, a long... If it's years, you know, it's after, after hours or whatever, I, I get yep. it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. He's an engineer if he's, for... If he's um, moonlighting or whatever. He's an, an engineer. So he ends up engineered. spending a lot of time doing, or, yeah, engineered, but uh, he ends up spending a lot of time working anyway. So it was like one of those things where I was yeah, working yeah. 55 hours, he was working 55 hours. If he didn't get to it this week, I totally got it because he was also yeah. getting married. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, that's, that was why the two to three weeks was cool. No, no, I totally, I totally get it. But yeah. Next set's going to get done. Um, so, 
I've got another question for you guys because this one's always fun. What's the worst moment of wheeling you guys have had that's like turned out okay? Uh, Jeff, you want to go first, or you want me to go? Uh, Who wants to go first? Assuming it's it's the one where we got stuck with Hank. (laughs) You go first, then I'll go. Okay, got a different one. Jeez. Um. Oh. I've had a few, but my worst moment was I left my Jeep in the woods one time overnight. Um, I let my friend use it. We were just screwing around, and he broke the drive shaft, which is no big deal. Uh, my friend was on top of the hill. It was getting dark, and he was just going to turn around and pull, pull me out of the little ditch I got myself into, and we were going to get out of there. But he went around to get me from behind, and... Uh, it turned out that where he went was not the way to, to go. So my brother and I are waiting there, waiting there, waiting there. My phone's dying. My brother's phone's dying. It's dark. And we're like, where the hell is this kid? And we get a call from him that they're stuck. We're like, so there's two Jeeps, nowhere near each other, stuck in the woods. It's dark. It's cold. I want to go home. It's Sunday night. I have to work tomorrow. This is great. So my brother, they're like, oh, we'll get there soon. You know, we just got unstuck. So, you know, we wait. 15 minutes goes by. My brother and I are freezing. So we start a little fire. Stay mm-hmm. warm. <laughs> We're getting warm. My phone's on like 2%. My brother's is on 3 or 4%. And we're like, you know, the only way we're getting out of here is if all four of us go p- get back together and at least one vehicle gets out of here tonight. So we see headlights in the distance all the way up on the hill, and we just start walking towards them. And we get closer and closer and closer. And they're stuck on, like, these big boulders. Like, good size, you know, 40 inches high, blah, blah, blah. It's a TJ on 35s, locked in the rear, open in the front, nothing special. And we're like, we are so screwed. <laughs> so... We're like, you know, we're not getting out of here tonight. No, neither of us, like, we're all sleeping in our Jeeps tonight. So, you know, my brother and I got our heads together. You know, the driver of the Jeep was with us, you know, and the passenger wanted nothing to do with it. He just stood outside and, st- and just watched us do everything. But, you know, we took every rocks we could find that we could move, sticks, branches, whatever we could find to get that Jeep out of its situation. and get it back to a path where we could get out of there. I left my Jeep overnight. We came back the next day because it was like 10 o'clock at that point, and I was exhausted and wanted to go home. And it was a Cherokee. I was like, you know, if I lose it, whatever. It was unregistered and insured at the time. So, (laughs) um, yeah. So we left it there the next day. Fresh out of high school experience. Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. More like, more like just dropped out of college, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> same so, difference, same difference. So, yeah, so yeah. next day we came back, pulled it out, and life was good. But, you know, that was the worst experience I've had. The whole time yeah. I just wanted to be in my warm bed. <laughs> and I was like, what am I doing? Why am I letting other people drive my vehicles? I could have been home, you know? What about you, Matt? Yeah, you would have broke it too, though. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I'd have to say my worst experience, and I haven't wheeled my Jeep a whole lot. I'd say two good seasons. 
but uh, we were at Roush Creek one time, and I don't know if you guys know Rock Creek. Yep. I think it's a black or a red. But, uh, like, the first couple times Jeff and I were there, you know, we'd always stop. There'd be a spotter going through Rock Creek because there's some big boulders there. You got to you gotta be careful. And one time, finally, when my Jeep was done, Jeff and I went. We were with our buddy on a, with a TJ on one tons. And we're going through Rock Creek. Jeff just says, forget everybody, and sends it past. <laughs> no, we, like, we, we planned on stopping and everybody getting out, spotting and stuff. Jeff said, forget that. Just cranked yeah, down I felt Rock comfortable Creek. enough where I was like, oh, I'll just use my driver's side tire as my spotter and just yeah. follow that. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so he's cranking down. I'm like, you know what? Forget it. Let's do it. My buddy in the TJ passes me. He's going down. I'm I'm the last yeah, guy he's right behind me. And I'm a friend of my a friend of mine is with me. All of a sudden, there's smoke everywhere in my Jeep. And at the time, I had the battery in the back of my Jeep, and it was in like a I think it was a rough stuff battery tray. So the battery tray is metal. It's like an aftermarket whatever battery holder, and the battery actually slid. The positive terminal hit the metal case of the battery tray so there's smoke everywhere in my jeep like jeep stopped running so i get out i'm opening the hatch thank god there was somebody on the trail with a fire extinguisher rookie mistake right there you know make sure you bring one with you but and that was probably the scariest thank god we got the fire out jeff came back jump started me and uh it was an optima battery we were good to go <laughs> Huh. Yeah. Okay. That was that was probably the scariest. I thought my Jeep was gonna burn down to the ground. Yeah. Couldn't breathe scary. in that thing. Yeah, he had like yanked at the wiring and just ripped the positive cable off of the terminal. Yeah. It was pretty melted so at that point. I spent yeah, I cut it clean, spent a little bit, cleaned it up, put it back together, and then it was dead at that point. So we jumped in, I was like, uh, I'm gonna shit myself if this thing actually turns on, you know? We you didn't yeah. fry something. Yeah, blow a fusible. I'm, I'm all for welding, but I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to weld my uh, <laughs> all my wires together in my Jeep. And here I was <laughs> expecting something like, "Oh yeah, we were dumb kids and went and got it stuck in the mud." Yeah. <laughs> so, so Jeff, oh, I gotta... yeah, I don't play around in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> so Jeff, got two questions for you. Yeah. One of them being, are those Rusty's shocks in the front of your Jeep? Yeah. Do you like them? Uh, I do. I, I like them better than Bilstein's. I don't know if I am in love with them. Okay, good to know, because it was something I was considering. And my second question now is why Trepidors? Because we have this oh, little yes! thing. I forgot you have 40 radial trips. <laughs> so we, we have this thing where we all are very uh, excited about our tire brand that we prefer. Uh-huh. <laughs> So I'm curious, and also uh, Matt can fill in on what he feels on his tire, specific tire preference, but what's with the traps? <laughs> I like the look of traps, number one. that That's not the reason, though. The reason why I got those tires is because I was price shopping. The main I am cheap. <laughs> I am the cheapest person in the world, and I found a set on eBay for $1,000 for a set of four. Wow. Free shipping. Wow. And I was like, there's no way this is possible blah 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 looking on simple tire everything so i called like 
I found the shipper where they're coming from, and it said it was like a big tire manufacturer. I mean, a big tire supplier out in, I forget where it was, somewhere in like Arkansas or something. And I, I looked up the town that they were from and found that the tire, there was only one tire shop in that town, called that tire shop and said, you wouldn't be selling 40-inch trips on eBay, would you? And they're like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> are they really this much money? They're mm-hmm. like, yeah. They're a year old, and they've been sitting in our warehouse, and nobody wants them, and we need to get rid of them, or else we can't order more from the supplier. I'm like, okay. Is there anything wrong with them? Absolutely not. They're brand new, blah, 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 nothing wrong with them. I was like, okay. So can I order them? And they're like, yeah, but let me check. And they said they only had three. Oh, Jesus. Okay. (laughs) So... I was like, well, could you get me a fourth? They were like, we can't get you a fourth. We're under $600. So I was like, you holy <laughs> shit. So I said, screw it. Just let me buy the three. How much for the three? They were like $790 shipped. I was like, no problem. I'll take the three. So wow. I took the three and I found Simple Tire with a deal. I bought a tire for $480. And still, for a set of 40s, I, I made out like yeah. a bandit. They were mm-hmm. $1,200. Bucks. That's pretty fucking good. So that's. <laughs> Not only and I like that. I like this I like the style of treps. And the funniest thing is when I ordered it from Simple Tire, they sent me the wrong tire. They sent me a competition tire. Oh. And I called them up and I'm like, uh you sent me the wrong tire, but if you could send me three more of those for the same price, I'll take them. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no. And I'm like, well, I need the right tire then. They're like, okay. And they got like, the woman got super serious on the phone. She's like, don't touch the tire. There's a FedEx person coming tomorrow to pick it up. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, you just sent me a $1,000 tire for 400 bucks. <laughs> Should have sold it. Should have kept it and sold yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bad on you for being a good person, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, I wanted my tires to match, number one. Yeah. True. So. But I do really like the radial traps. Um, in my book, I ran them for oh, about a season or so, and they straight fucked. Oh, they work great. I really like it. And, you know, it seems like it works. It stays on the street. It's not disappearing yeah. on the street. So. They're pretty good. When they get low, low tread, they get a little squirrely, but nothing like some of the other shitty tires I've, I've had. Cool. It's... Yeah, I'm, I'm not really brand dominant. I've had a bunch of different style tires, and, you know, I just want to try something different every time, you know. I haven't found something where I'm like, oh, this is the best tire ever made. Mm-hmm. Everything I... always has its low points. Yeah, General I run my Nittos, and I like them, but they don't bulge enough. They're a very stiff mm-hmm. carcass, but I think I have K-Specs because they've got a little K stamped in the sidewall. It's like embossed. It's kind of, I don't know. But whatever, that's besides the point, fucking, they just don't bulge. The traps, mm-hmm. I liked them, but they bulge too much. So, it was one of those, eh, but they found traction yeah. everywhere. Yeah, and that's what it seems like, and I'm happy with them so far, but, you know, it's not like I'm gonna tell everyone, you gotta buy traps, or you're playing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, they might be. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, the 
<laughs> okay. Uh, Proved a point. But yeah, the, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, the the trips have been, you know, for me, I, I've liked them a lot. I had a, a set of general grabbers that Cody's been raving about. Yes. And those have been, those are really good tires too. I think they're still really good tires. I don't know. I haven't really run a, I haven't run a tire that I said this sucks. Like I don't, I don't know about you guys. What I do you think rock. is the worst tire? I guess like that you've ever run. Tracks. <laughs> yeah. Really. You you bl- you, tracks, you look at them funny uh... and the sidewall blows out. <laughs> huh. I've heard really great things about the dirt tracks. They don't last super long. Like if you run them on the road at kind of a lower psi. But... They're a great tire. They work great. But seriously, at Roush, I've eaten a sidewall too many times. Just on rocks. Just yeah. rubs up against the sidewall. And I'm like, oh, there goes the sidewall. See, I I think for me personally, it was the IROX. Like after, I thought they were great when I had them. But then once I got an actual like new tire, granted, okay, granted my Jeep's light. And second, it was also a fucking 15-year-old tire. So it didn't squish anymore. It's gone through its heat cycles. It's pretty spanked compared to most tires. But I, I yeah. But know. see, there's a place for IROX because my spare 36 IROC that I run when I blow up a trep has never failed me, and I beat the shit out of that thing, and it grips just yeah. as good as the treps. So I I can't knock it. That's yes, well, actually, no. I lied. I forgot. I, I have. I had a set of th- military thirty sevens. Those uh, Humvee tires. Yep. Those oh. are trash. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I think that's just. That's just. Everybody knows that that those suck. Yeah, They're of just course. Cheap, you know, right? cheap as hell, and nobody listens to anyone. And they're like, no, oh, they'll be fine. You know, random and, and then they're not three psi on beadlocks, and they didn't flex for anything. <laughs> but I do. I did keep one as a spare, and that's my ultimate spare. I call it yep. because I feel like that thing will last forever. Yeah, that's that's how I feel about my IROC. Like I've I don't I don't know what I run for tire pressure in it, but it's it's nothing crazy. I don't air it down or air it up. It just sits in the back of the <laughs> exactly, Jeep. Exactly, as long as it holds the bead. Yeah. And I've I mean I've driven it on the highway too. It's sketchy, but it, it does work. Um mm-hmm. and I I mean I've I slammed that thing into rocks harder than I would a trip, and it just you know, it'll flex, but it always comes back. It doesn't pop or nothing. Mm-hmm. It's it's always been good. So Absolutely. There's something to be said about having the you know, that odd spare that doesn't make sense and even if it's a shitty exactly. tire that just, holds on xj thing speaking of uh spares i uh mark our guest in our last episode he uh he posted on one of the jeep pages saying he's like hey i got these four tires like they're pretty they're pretty shot but like you know 50 bucks a tire come and get them so i hit him up and i'm like hey are you willing to separate them like sell two he goes you know what i'll give you all four for the price of two i'm like okay cool so i'm like 100 bucks awesome he goes Give me 25 bucks. Pick, come pick them up. They're yours. I'm like, huh. I'll give you 30. You know, like, I'll, I'll give you <laughs> yeah, like, uh, you're, you're negotiating yourself, pal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I was like, that's fucking awesome. Thank you, man. And I'm like, you know what? I'm like, what do you like for beer? I'm getting you some beer. When I come and pick them up. I'm a... So luckily now me and the girlfriend will have spares and uh, I'll probably be giving like one away to like the club, like, uh, I don't know, giving it to one of the other guys in the club that has a uh, 35. So that way, you know, help it out because it sucks to go and buy a tire that you know you're never going to use or not never going to use, but you're not going to use it enough that it's like, oh, I'm going to spend good money on it. So maybe one of the other guys maybe will enjoy it. What kind of tires were they? 
they are a km2 so they're not great okay but they will work well they're not bad I, they're no, just I, yeah yeah they're not they're not a phenomenal tire but i mean it's a spare it doesn't have to do the greatest thing in the world i mean, you know? I mean a, a km2 is not a bad tire don't get me wrong it's just not no i'm <laughs> i'm running a km2 right now yeah i was gonna say like wait a minute uh, it, it, that's a good a yeah good brand they they make good shit i wouldn't uh they're, they're good tires but uh when it's wet it's not a good tire yeah huh that's good to yeah, know. I, yeah i i find i find the muddy or like just even like slippery rocks wet rocks it does all right if you're down enough it's, he couldn't it's just shoot the moon enough. when it was wet <laughs> shut up jeff <laughs> so i wonder no sorry to cut you off oh, you're good. You're good. The, uh, i wonder if the km3s they added more sipes on those i wonder if that helps at all i don't know uh, i don't know too it's much like attention. the same lug pattern yeah i don't I mean, know they might just need to move away from that it looks cool. Yeah. It's a cool looking. Uh, it is a good. It is a good tire. Honestly, I'm I'm yeah. happy with them. They ride I'm well on the road. Like, I had upset. them. I had a 33, yeah. a set of 33s for a while. It just seems like the lug pattern just locks the mud in, and it turns it into like a banana peel. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, pretty I'm much. Like, it's just one in, big slick. And uh, Mickey Thompson's response to the MTR. I don't know. If, I haven't heard much about it. The I Baja to boss. Yes. Yeah. Like okay. yeah. Oh, I'm really yeah, curious yeah, yeah. to see uh, I don't know. see how that compares because it looks like it's a little bit more of an aggressive like yeah I guess mud style tire rather than like a rock style tire but I'm interested. I really want to try them in a uh, sticky. I feel like they would be a lot of fun to play with in a sticky. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to try and they're tire cheap. <laughs> I picked up a set of uh, red labels. For pretty cheap from a dude out of New Jersey, I think. But yeah, they were like two hundred a tire, so I couldn't quite say no. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. good. Yeah, well, they're red labels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. They're, they work better when they have no more tread. Because <laughs> my that's my thing is like, what am I gonna bump up to? Because I can rant and rave about the general grabbers all I want, but guess what? They don't come in a forty, and they don't come in a sticky. Unless I somehow get one from a used, like a, a race team that has them just like messed up and sitting in the side of their shop, but it's not do a general. Make... Pro... Nope, they do not do they make, make a. They don't Pardon? make a. Do they make a thirty-seven? They make a thirty-seven, but I mean, why would I go to a thirty-seven? You know, as well, like as Jeff yes. said, if you can get a forty, get a forty. You know, forties <laughs> and tons have more fun. Hey, uh, you gotta go. I bigger. don't know. I follow guys with 42s bigger. through See, most stuff. Yeah. On 37s, right? It's all about the driver, not about the tire size. Uh, uh, it's make not, a it's train. A compensation. It's not the driver. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the drivetrain and suspension. Fair. Mm, bit of both, I'd say. Maybe a little mix of everything. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So I noticed that you guys uh, didn't look like a stock drive shaft under that. Um, did you? What's your wheelbase and kind of what did you decide to go for a drive shaft in the Turbo Cherokee? Uh, my wheelbase is around 119, 118. I think stock is 102, 105. Yeah, that's pretty long. That's a bit. So a the, the front's <laughs> like 10. When are you going to yeah, wheel this? But thing? it's front and back. It's not just. <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> You're telling me, dude. 
You don't think I want to drive it? <laughs> I'm sure you do. But yeah, <laughs> let's get it moving. <laughs> I'm dying over here. <laughs> Hurry up! <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But um, yeah, it's like I'd say it's roughly like 17 inches of stretch total. Yeah. Uh, the front drive shaft is custom. Oh, it just so happens the Cherokee front drive shaft is two inch diameter, outer diameter, and rough stuff or rough stuff like lower suspension links are two inch pieces of DOM. Mm-hmm. So I had some leftover DOM, DOM drive shaft with the same diameter. So I just extended my front drive shaft with that. And I can because I have lockout hubs. Yeah. You so just I don't have to worry about the front end spinning, you know? Yep. So, it's, you know, is it balanced? Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's close hey, enough to my, my, my standards. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. So oh. what are you what are you waiting on to go off roading? Um, I really have to finish everything. Like I got a lot of fab work to do. I've been working on ever I did the cage. Cage is pretty much done. I gotta do I gotta finish the interior. It's all custom interior and stuff. I'm yeah. making inner fender wells for the front. Uh, I stuff knows the front, so I gotta make fenders and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Just like like final work, pretty much the chassis done. Yeah. Everything else I got to do. Yeah, that right there is one of the longest parts of a build because it's like right now I'm looking at how I want to crunch my fucking tail lights in, and that right there mm-hmm. is going to take quite a bit of time unless I just fucking throw them together to get it wheeling. Which, yeah, and let's that's be where real. I'm at. Like, do I just slap it together or do I take the time? And at this point, I've taken all this time already. Yeah, you might I'm going to well take the time and do it the way time. I want it. Yep. So uh, I'm in the opposite it. camp. I'm just going to throw it together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I can, I've been there. I get it. I can, res- I can respect taking your time on like the last bit, even though it, it does take a little longer. I had a... Uh, when I've... I, I always come back to when I was done with the one-ton swap, like I could drive it, right? It, was, it had a shitty-ish steering setup. It wasn't great but it did drive. It was done, right? And I spent probably like two months just here and there getting the final details, getting the steering worked out so it was actually good and a few other little things. And it just took forever because, right, it was done. I'd done the hard work and now it was just the details. It just yeah, it took me so much longer. Yeah, the, the, the final details. But like when I finished my one-ton swap, all I could think about was the stuff I still wanted to do and... Yep. I kind of rushed my one-ton swap, so it was, you know, my long arms weren't ideal. They weren't long enough. I put them where I wanted to, where where it was easiest to put them, not where they really so should be. I stuff have like to that. ask, as a nerd, what are you running for front suspension right, setups? Uh, so I'm running rough stuff, bent lower control arms, like uh, high clearance lower control arms. Which are home? It just comes a piece of dom. You cut it. You weld in the inserts for the Himes, and then uh, it's just a three link. So two lower arms, a uh, third upper link on the passenger side, and then FOA fourteen inch travel coilovers, and that's pretty much it. Nice. What do you think about the FOAs? Sorry to interrupt between uh, yeah. you and Jeff. Fucked on arrival. Um, <laughs> yeah, they were they were good for a year. To be honest, I ran them without any nitrogen in them for a little while, so oh, that God. probably wasn't too. Well, yeah, I put some argon in, but 
People say it works. I tried it. Whatever. Did it work? But yeah, yeah, it worked. <laughs> Who cares? It worked for a little bit. But this uh, this winter, on our way to the dyno, I noticed on the trailer there was a pool of oil under one of the shocks, and feels out. And then a couple months later, the other shock went, and this is just sitting in my garage. So I'm not too thrilled on that. I'm gonna rebuild them. Hopefully, they can stay sealed up for a year or two. But yeah. I'm not too thrilled. I should have spent the money on kinks. If uh, that answers your question, I bought a set of. <laughs> That's um, what he was fishing for. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I grabbed yeah. a set of uh, what the fuck are they? They are Profenders from Chad. So mm-hmm. I'm giving them a shot. Nice. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, maybe it's just my foolishness that uh, blew the seals out. Yeah, maybe uh, the shaft was a little. A lot of Rusty, people have had problems or, with them. Yeah, absolutely. But the yeah. thing, the, the a buddy of mine bought a set while. that needed to be rebuilt. Yeah, that it did. Probably a year or two. So, you know, maybe when the shafts moved, they had a little corrosion on them, and it ruined the seal immediately. But they shouldn't have done that anyway. Yeah, or it was just a yeah. shitty seal. The seals, mm-hmm. the seals should survive a bit longer than just that. I mean. I went exactly. <laughs> I yeah. come from riding dirt bikes, you know, like they the exactly brunt, the brunt of everything is, you know, it's in the front and they last mm-hmm. to a certain degree. So, oof, that was yep, that. Yep. And the reason why Luke asked you about them was just so that way he could talk smack without like he made he made you talk the shit first so that way he could tag along. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's don't worry. Right. We that's don't right. get offended. You can talk shit all you want. I love it. Yeah, you can talk shit all you want. <laughs> I don't care. I, I like what I like, and that's it. If you don't like it, I don't care. You know, <laughs> and, and I, I appreciate like that. that attitude because I come from the school of cheap coilovers with a welded rear axle and an auto yeah. locker front, and I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it you, does, it you doesn't like matter. It, if it works you know, for you, that's like, it. Like, if it works for you, if you're doesn't... happy with what it is, what does it matter? Honestly, you know, and someone else. if I were to do it again, I wouldn't change it. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get that. It works. It, it works in the woods. Name broke, don't fix it. Not your three-link bracket? I would change Nothing. the three-link bracket, but honestly... You've been bitching about that forever. That was flexing even like when you first had it. You were complaining. Yeah, I would change that, but like... As far as the rig goes itself for its capabilities... No, I wouldn't change it. I like what it does. Uh, fixing the three-link bracket? Yeah, how, that was uh, me being How did fucked. you run your... So, how did you run your three-link bracket? I'm just curious. There's two quarter-inch like, pieces of it? plate that go off of my unibody into my cross member, and they flex. Under yeah, the, way it, it, the way it's mounted to the frame, oh, okay. and the way his upper bracket was mounted... It put a ton of leverage on that. Just that. Yeah. Was it three quarter inch? No, not three quarter. Was it three eighths? Uh, it's quarter. Is it, is it all like? It was quarter. Is it all part of the your lower control arms coming coming off of your cross member? Yes, my lower control arms come off the cross member, and then I have my three link mm. mount, which is okay. mounted <laughs> pretty far into the unibody. To give you an idea, it sits above the stock seat bolt. 
uh, yeah, inside yeah. of the so frame it's up, rail. It's up in the fucking floor. So all the leverage is on that yeah, quarter-inch yeah. plate, so it just goes... And just... Yeah. We, yeah. we mount okay. the brackets straight to the unibody. And yeah. yeah, I don't... I hate those cross-members, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, I yeah. if I could do it again, what? I would have added a tie-in to the unibody before I even started, but now I'm adding a tie-in to the unibody, and... Oh, well, I fucked up. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been there. I've been sitting here, and it's like me and Richie are like the two kids at the adult table. We don't have much to say. We're just acting like, what's that? What's that? And I, it's funny. I just text him. I'm like, it's like we're just sitting here just listening, smiling. <laughs> everyone's sorry. Everyone's on, the, on their own path, you know? What does it matter? Well, I mean, you guys are doing cool shit, but, like, this is a good episode for you guys to pick up some tidbits for when you do your one-ton swap, Cody, and when Kish does his swap. Well, yeah. Yeah, learn from everyone else's fuck-ups. Yeah, one-tons are garbage. You don't want them. Dude, I'm just... Yeah, skip it. Go straight to Rockwell's. I'm having fun on my little Just rip the Cherokee in half. Yeah. But I'm having fun. I'm having fun on the 35s. I'm I'm enjoying where the Jeep's at right now. So tons aren't on the immediate. Granted, I have the 14 bolt still sitting in the back of my truck. But still, I'm not pushing and rushing to go and do that. I'd rather, you know, just keep doing. Yeah, the, but uh, definitely, definitely do it, though. Oh, I it's will. Worth it. I will at some point. I mean, I'm just saying, like, right this when second. When he blows all of his axles up, there's yeah, a yeah. sick Luke's shop that has his name on it for, like, uh-huh. 300 Yeah, it's like, it's like... No offense to any Dana 30 guys, yeah. but the amount of times that we go wheeling with people and, you know, it's like, oh, snapped another shaft. Oh, let me grab one, throw it in. Five minutes later, you got a new shaft. And it's like, don't you ever get sick of doing that? No, it's <laughs> half the fun. It's it's half the fun, especially when you're running around I with guess. like AK guys where they're just like, he just, uh-huh. what the fuck? These fucking animals are yeah, yeah, breaking yeah, 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 yeah. like, Yeah, just on. fixing it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Except for it's nice to have. Uh, See, I like I like running. <laughs> oh yeah, gotta have an impact with you. Oh yeah, that's like no, the, that's a staple tools. right there. All hand tools. Get out <laughs> here with that power. Yeah, well, was <laughs> any impact? Okay, you can go back to the Amish Reserve. Jeff and I, Jeff and I like to bring a welder. <laughs> so yeah, I... we've. Sorry. No worries. Yeah, we bring welder, generator, angle grinders, you name it. I oh, used to there was, <laughs> build the whole rig again. <laughs> there was one time, actually, uh, we were at the, uh, what is it? I forget what hotel it was, uh, at Roush. And we're in the parking lot, we're having beer, and this guy from Canada is walking around asking everyone, does anyone know a welder? <laughs> we're like, uh, we have a welder. He's like, does anyone know anyone with a lower control arm brackets for Dana 30? <laughs> and my friend goes into his Jeep, grabs the brackets and goes, which one do you need? The drivers or the passengers? <laughs> He's like, holy shit. I'm like, yeah, so are we doing it here tonight? He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, we have an angle grinder, everything you need. He's like, okay. I'm like, you That's prep awesome. it, we weld. <laughs> so we did that. We saved the guy's night. You know, he drove eight hours or ten hours from Canada to get there, and we saved his weekend. And <laughs> it was awesome, you know. Hey, I man, had a lot of fun. Awesome. It made I our night you... too. It gave us something to do other than drink beer. Yeah, that's awesome. 
I give you props on that because I wholeheartedly respect the you prep it, we do it attitude because that's my attitude with helping out fucking Kish and Cody. Uh-huh. <laughs> you prep it, I make it happen, Captain. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, and that's, but you know, that's you know, he... what I tell Jeff, really, like, with, with all the stuff I weld for him, like, and, and he's starting to learn how to weld himself, but that's why I tell him, like, do the prep work i'll weld it but you got to learn like as you start to learn to weld you learn what you want prepped how you want it prepped and a good yep. way to figure it out see that's oh, the one want... thing i i really Sorry. respect about luke too is it was always like <laughs> if he knew it wasn't something crucial he's like why the fuck am i welding it yeah i know you don't know how to weld but you're doing it just yeah. wiggle your hands and make it work <laughs> what if it's like but it's uh yeah, yeah. Like stiffeners he like marked out a section he marked out like a foot section where he's like this is where your cross member is going to go don't fucking touch it. He was like, yeah. I'm doing this part. I go, you know, I appreciate yeah. that. And started crying as I crawled back under the Jeep to do it. I'm like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you realize, you know, you just, sometimes you just got to know your place and have, have your friends pick up the slack. But at the same time, but, it was yeah. like, I had him tack all the, he's got a very built Dana 30. Like, all the brackets have been replaced. So I had him tack all the brackets in place, do all the measurements and taught him that mm -hmm. method of doing everything. And then I flipped the helmet down, grabbed a funny cigarette and got to work. <laughs> Some of those the jazz cigarette. Some jazz cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you need some jazz or jazz cabbage before you can get to uh, swing dancing that welder. Of course. Yeah, that, that that's a key hand. to a good build. <laughs> steady hands, steady mind. I'm, I'm abysmal on a welder. I mean, I try my best, but good God, it just comes out horrible every time. I mean, not horrible, <laughs> but it looks like Stevie Wonder's guide yeah. dog taught me how to weld. Have you like, seen that's, my that's fucking roll cage? <laughs> <laughs> I see, mean, you guys have seen mine from the video, but wait till you see it in person. It's not that. It's not pretty. Hey, man, plus, plus all I'm saying is special. Roush Bash 2021 is going to be a good fucking time. Or, uh, or what was it? I'm sorry. Um, it was something ball. Web Wheeler's ball was the name of it last year. So Perfect. It's a two, <laughs> now it's three. Oh, that sounds like a blast. 3.3. 3. <laughs> I know Badlands is a little bit further of a ride for them, but that's always a good weekend. Badlands yeah, sure. but it's the same drive to Roush, so it's not that bad for us. If you compare it, like I'm saying it's seven hour or six hours for us to get to Roush. We meet them down there. They come up to Badlands. Huh. Life's good. Uh, yeah, where whatever. you got? Where's Badlands? Badlands Vermont. is in Rutland, Vermont. Isn't Badlands in like Iowa? Oh, that's not that far from us. Oh, it's in Vermont. Yeah, there's two different. Oh, yeah, not a problem. Not a problem. It's a good time, especially if you like to drink beer. And wake up in the morning hungover and go and wheel jeeps. Yeah, pretty pretty much. You, uh, That's just how you got do. my attention. <laughs> Second weekend in July usually. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't think there was another way to do it. <laughs> but it's the second weekend in July, and it's it's such a fun weekend. We all get up there. You pretty much, as he said, you drink some beer, you camp out on top of a mountain, you wake up, you stretch, you piss on the fire, and then you hop in the jeep and go. It's like it's sick. <laughs> 
and great. great view. It's like absolute oh. killer. Yeah, it's gorgeous <laughs> up there. Except yeah, Rutland's the- about three and a half hours from us, so that's oh, not that's bad. not bad at all. Shit, you guys are getting off easy. No. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Graham drives that just to get to Richie's house. <laughs> <laughs> that's another one that might be entertaining to have you guys at because that property will it yeah, eats people sad. up and spits them out. It sounds like you guys I'm are ready for like it. Two hours away. Probably uh, from Brett. Ah, from, uh, from Connecticut. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're in North Jersey. Oh, we're okay, like sure. um, we're like forty minutes from Danbury. Okay. So. I don't know yeah. where that is. <laughs> Connecticut. It's it's, it's like uh, the first part of Connecticut that you. Yeah, in, I figured. <laughs> it's like where the highway splits oh, okay. off. Mm-hmm. So. From there, yeah, it's how, not uh, a bad how, drive. How far are you from New York City? Uh, probably two probably hours. Hour? Okay. We live 15 okay, minutes yeah. from the city. We're... Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Drive. You can come for... <laughs> yeah. you can definitely get... Cars and coffee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing Jeeps the and jazz cigarettes. something maybe at the end of May. Ooh. Well, Turbo uh, Jeep might not be there, but <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa! <laughs> that's his goal. That's his goal. May is his goal. So we'll oh, see. All right, all right. That's good. That's, yeah. a, that's a fair goal. Yeah, he wants it for the summer. Hey, that's my goal too. So we're we gonna see how uh, how the Jersey cops like that thing. <laughs> oh, so they're wait. gonna love it, bro. You got an IDI tow rig. You're fucking mint. No, Jeff has yeah, no, that's time. not the tow rig. That's not the tow rig. Well, fucking Matt's got a goddamn junk. fucking six seven, so he better be able to just set the cruise control and go. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just need a trailer big enough for both of us. Hey man, if I can set the cruise control and go with a six two, with a six seven, you better be able to <laughs> <laughs> At least oh, it's not I can, that- but at least it's two boring. and a half is not that bad. That you can like rent a U-Haul truck and trailer for like two hundred bucks and make it for like the exactly weekend. no. So at least that's not that bad. Or if you're doing no, it like a usually weekend. we have a car trailer. Usually we just rent a, a U-Haul trailer. It's you know fifty dollars a day. Whoop de doo. It's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. No, nah, that's worth it for you know? sure. It it just takes that ease, like the ease of mind, where you're just like, all right, fuck exactly. it, I can bring it out of trailer. Yeah, it, like and bring and it yes, home. Yes, one ton Cherokees fit on U-Haul trailers. How they just they just you just drive <laughs> over and it goes it goes <laughs> <laughs> so you get the warranties that you're saying you know a little insurance <laughs> sure <laughs> well the the fenders come off on the U-Haul trailers One yeah yeah you just ride over them. them you go straight you just rub the rails <laughs> and you just you know <laughs> it's a good time well that is good to know huh. all right. I also have to ask, uh, Hearst Shifter on the AX15. I, I I watched the video and you guys are praising it. How good actually is it compared to seriously? Like, it'll, you, it'll change seriously, your life. It'll change is your it life. worth it'll the money? Because it's not. It's oh like kind of spendy. Yeah, it's like stupid expensive for yeah. what it is. What is it? It's the Hearst Shifter. It's like three hundred AX15. It's a three hundred dollar shifter. For is it tractor transmission? It is so worth it. It's not even funny. Oh, okay. It's yeah, weird. but it makes it feel like a NASCAR transmission. It's worth it. Huh? 
nice. I can I respect that, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm looking at putting an SM465 in my Jeep, so it's like, man. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. that's you no, might have convinced no me fun. with that video, honestly. I was, I mean, I, I <laughs> was fine with my shitty shifter, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but it, like, it's it would definitely it's life changing. Help. I'm telling you. Yeah, especially in it like is, some of the is. shitty situations you get yourself into where shifting is kind of important. I can see that being worth its weight in gold. Well, you know, I I ordered it because I am deciding that I want to see how long the AX15 lasts behind the 4.8. I have uh, an adaptive lead, yep. so you know, I I'm committed, just like with the uh, 44. <laughs> and I want to see, you know, well, what's what's going to be the weak point? Is it well, going to be at the, the same uh, time thirteen ten U joints? I feel like yeah. with the RCVs and having the fucking four uh, eight and the AX fifteen, it's like you're not overbuilding to a certain point. If you were to put a hot exactly. six liter behind it with like fucking yeah, you know, a set of pistons, a cam mm-hmm. headers, no. and all of that. Then you'd probably be, that'd be too much, but no, I'm I'm hoping to make you know 300 to the wheels, maybe 350. My brother's making 300 to the wheels in the turbo Jeep, and you know, the AX15 handles it no problem. So why can't I have an LS with that same horsepower range? Mm-hmm. Have so now, the AX15 handle it. To somebody with an automatic transmission, would you still suggest the turbo idea, or not? Um, not um. Not unless you're prepared to explore other automagics. Okay. Probably not, so I'd probably um, be switching to an X15 at that point. <laughs> it's an easy well, swap. I, I, it's so it's worth an it. easy swap, but you know the AX15 isn't like a monster horsepower trans. It has its no. limits too. Yeah, but I mean no one really three hundred horsepower and a little bit of spoolie noises is just all I need. You know, just enough exactly. to give a little something, give a little give a little zest as you're ripping up a rock and everybody's like, Ooh, what's that? Like that's all I need, you know? Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. a little bit of yeah, you know, and, um, and AX15 is strong enough. Like, it, I could spin 37s. Like, if I dump the clutch and floor it, I'll spin my tires. So the AX15 can handle a beefy drivetrain. You know, it can it can push it. Yep. I don't know how far I'd go with it, but... <laughs> but, you know, AW4 is a great trans. I know a lot of people... Um, if you're not afraid to do custom stuff, it's basically the same automatic trans that went behind two JZ Supras. So oh, you can build a, what yeah. You mean so the you CD09 can build a nine or yeah. So you, I'm pretty sure you can build a piss out of them. So well, so, there's the CD09, which is like the the uh, like the average swap that you'd get out of like a 350Z. But then I do know what you're saying for the. Um, for the two Jay-Z's, they actually like the proper super ones that those are strong mm-hmm. as fuck too, but they are spendy for sure. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I know a lot of people source parts from them and make them work in the AW4 to build them. Huh. But most people just do a turbo 350 or a turbo 400 at that point. Cause it's so common. Mm-hmm. It's good to know. Actually, that's a, and it's cheap as hell to find a turbo 350 or turbo 400 or you could do a 4l80 or a 4l60 too if you're you know if you don't mind running a standalone trans controller huh good good knowledge how much do you love the auto life 
Exactly. You know, I I love manuals too much. I wheeled with an auto at first, um, and then my brother with the AX15 and with the tons, you know, I drove it at Roush for a little bit, and I was like, I'm never going yeah, back to once, an auto. Yeah, once you swap and you get, like, used to it, it's so much It's a fun. little more challenging, but at the same time, that's what I like about rock crawling. It's, yep. you know, a personal challenge. It's, you know, you're not Oh, I totally agree with people. that. You're competing against your rig and yourself. Yep. You know, obviously there's some friendly competition with your buddies, but at the end of the day, <laughs> it's, you know, you know, you brought something that you personally put together and, you know, you're fighting, you're making it do something that it's not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fair. I mean, so, I'm not super partial to the automatic life. It's just what I currently have in the Jeep. So it's just, of, of course, it's exactly, I mean, you know, and it I works. Love, I love driving standard. I absolutely love it. So I'm not against the idea. Um, even though Luke spews his horror stories of doing his, he thought it was the most annoying thing, but. Oh, it sucks. The swap on the pedals is an absolute <laughs> nightmare. And so, I wouldn't do it unless you, unless a donor falls into your lap with all the parts to do it. Right. Absolutely. It's probably not worth it. But if you do happen to find one, for me, it was a piece of shit 89 Cherokee with a, it happened to have an AX 15 shitty wrong style pedals, but I made them work after a lot of iterations of tweaking. Uh, did Luke's I come? know your pain. Yeah. It's what, what did you have to swap it or? No, I, it's an 89 Cherokee okay. with an AX 15, but I put a new style master in. It's mm-hmm. a completely different brake pedal, completely different everything. So, like, I, I made everything work. Okay, and The yeah. pedal was, like, six feet higher than all the other pedals, the, the <laughs> brake pedal where it's set. So I cut it down, and I welded it straight down instead, and it yeah. works. Yeah, mine, I don't know. Are the pedals on yours closer? Oh, it's so so annoying how close yeah. they are and yes. when i welded it i moved it over and fixed okay. everything and yeah, see, so ridiculous on the on the later styles they spaced them out more so you yep. can have a normal absolutely foot and actually yep. touch them i haven't exactly I haven't messed with mine it's like they'd be in an 89 cherokee uh and it sucked at first mm. once i got used to it, it wasn't a nightmare it wasn't horrible i've got small feet yeah but small. you know like if you if you have big boots on or some oh yeah it sucked I remember the one time that you let me drive your Jeep while you were down at my house. Fucking every time I went to hit the gas, I'd fucking stomp the every fucking time. Yep. No, it's, I love it. It's For me, it's like one of those... It's another barrier to being able to drive my stupid Jeep. It's set up for me. I'm only like 5'9", uh, 5'8". Five, five, depending on how much I'm slouching. And then <laughs> <laughs> my seat's kind of close in because I like being, I don't like being super close like grandma, but I'm pretty close to my wheel because I don't know. It's just how I've always driven. Car. <laughs> <laughs> so with Luke or somebody who's like five or, you know, six Oh and taller, they, they just can't drive it. Like I've, I brought it to tire places and they'd be like, yeah, I just backed yeah. it out. Like I couldn't drive it. <laughs> it was like, cool. <laughs> It's pretty funny. Yeah, well, that's an annoying factor. It's another barrier to uh, not have people take your shit. No, I know. It's, it's, you gotta be they can't fucking exactly like the pedals, me. They to... can't fit. <laughs> uh, no, I love Best it. Best protection. 
But yeah. I, don't, I don't think I had to... My brackets for the the pedals, I didn't have to do any crazy... The hardest part for me has and still continues you know, to some extent. I've, I've, It's way more rigid than it used to be, but I had to cut some of the back brackets off. And then I had to relocate the um, uh, that brake light switch. And it yeah, still does some pain. funky shit. Yeah, I have to play with it every so often. I'll, like During the uh, YouTube video that we were making uh, for daily driving that Jeep, mm-hmm. uh, we got out and stopped. And my friend's like, your brake lights don't work. I'm like, oh, <laughs> give me a second. Let me go play with it. <laughs> so yeah, I had to do, I do the same it, thing. So like, your brake lights are stuck on. You get it, yeah. you wiggle it, or you pull the, mm-hmm. the little nipple back out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For me, that was... like you said, you know, I had to like shave down the pin to, uh, not the pin, like the, like where the, yep. the, the master cylinder shaft to make that thing fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're definitely fighting at like different ends of the spectrum. Like for me, yeah, exactly. I had. Did you do? Because you, you put the older in the newer. I'm putting. Yeah, I'm yeah. Putting newer and older. Did you, you know. Did you? swap out the internal slave or do you still have an internal slave on it um i have an internal slave but with the um with the ls swap it it creates an external slave and the adapter it's completely different so you know i was gonna do the um external slave swap or whatever but then with the motor stuff you decided not to But with the motor stuff it's already doing it so yeah it it's to do it by itself i would never do it again i you have to get a different basically this the shaft yep. piece the plate that goes over the input shaft you have to get the slider for the throw up bearing that yep. sucked i have and all then, that stuff for the ls <sighs> it was all such a pain in the ass and it was like getting those parts some of them like finding the bell housing for me i mean i got one it was relatively cheap but the bell housing was in like you know i, I saw a picture of it from the good side the bad side mm-hmm. looks like shit. It hasn't broken mm-hmm. yet, but it's one of those deals where yes. yeah. I'd rather just get one that was external slave and I would have spent yeah. as much money as I did swapping it over. But it's exactly. for me, it's I, the internal slave just I could never get it to bleed right. It never I never had the right pedal feel. For, the only just, way I've gotten that to bleed right is I let it gravity bleed for a little bit, and then I let the cap open for a day, and the pedal felt great, and that was it. Damn. Yeah. But they're nightmares, like you said. Mm. Yeah. I, I remember. I remember when I first got the Jeep, just had no clutch whatsoever. Yep. And I thought the clutch was going, and you know, I tried bleeding it, bleeding it, and then one day I'm like, let me just try gravity bleeding it for a minute, and then let just it let dribble it sit. out. Yeah, and let it sit, and then it, pedal felt great. And I'm like, awesome. Not touching it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I can't really thing... fault you there. Yeah, the shitty thing with the new style, I don't know, I don't remember how the old one runs. I think it's just it must not go above. But the new style, where it's like the it's a single unit, where you just bolt yeah. it in one side, bolt it in the other side. Well. The idiots designed it so it goes over the master cylinder. Either that or I'm an idiot and I'm putting it over the master cylinder. Um, no, so no, it, no, it, I know exactly the line sits about. higher like than the reservoir. So you get yeah. this bubble in the line yep. and you can never get it out. Yep. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's that's what I'm dealing with currently. So if I have no pedal, I have to pump it for a couple minutes and then it comes back. Mm. 
it usually happens when I'm driving on the highway and try to get off the highway, and then I have to pull over and pump my pedal. <laughs> try like to that. use try to use like a vacuum bleeder and try yeah. to suck it through the master, so it pulls that air out. Or yeah. you could just uh, you know buy the fancy Willwood pedal box with the master <laughs> already in it. Yeah. Yeah, it could only be a couple grand. It's only a couple grand, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll stick with my hundred dollar auto. Just for a couple special. masters. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, hear you. Cool. Well, I think we're we're almost at the two hour mark here. Yeah. Do you have any any final thoughts, or uh, you guys want to cut it here? This has been a. Hoot, this has been a riot. If you will. This has been- a lot of fun. We haven't done this one long. Yeah, so I don't, one I don't long in, in a you know, in a while, actually. It's in, been... a, in a few months, I'd say. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's been yeah, great having fun. you guys on. Having us on. I had a great time. It was our first podcast. We're podcast version. <laughs> <laughs> make sure anybody who's listening <laughs> to the podcast, you guys go check out yeah. you guys on YouTube, Instagram. If you guys want to do a quick plug on your different social medias. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Thanks oh. for the uh, yeah yeah. But thanks. what's the YouTube because that is worth watching. Absolutely. Yeah, fun. Uh, oh, I don't know how you guys have, you know. Yeah, you it's, it's kind of more funky. It's, I don't. It, it's you're you guys are a ton of fun to watch, and your builds are really unique. I was like <laughs> when when Luke first brought it up. I'm sorry. I'm gonna you know gonna toot your horn a little bit here. Luke first brought it up. I was like, who are these dudes? I'm like, okay, and they had a red Cherokee that was on 40. So I was like, okay, but it's got. 40 inch traps like that's pretty cool and then i started looking into more of the other stuff and like you guys do good work like i don't know how you've only got you know the viewership on your videos should be higher in my opinion you guys are doing like what every like thank you club xj dude wants to do so yeah <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of them dudes. Fun. so they should and, you know all we try be to watching. be relatable yeah. where yeah. you know my brother's jeep is you know out there and it's insane and you know i'm i'm trying to do the one tons and 40s but i'm trying to do it on the cheap side mm-hmm. and you know i'm trying to make it work right you know i'm on radius arms they're terrible but <laughs> it works yeah and i'm gonna revise i'm gonna go to a three link but you know that to me is a good video to yeah, make it's, you know it's, why it's steps in the you right know, it's direction content. it's yep. steps in the right direction so i just want you know just want to. I want to be relatable. We, we just want to show. Be we want that blue collar off rotor. <laughs> <laughs> we want to. You know, we that... want to show everybody that this stuff is so. You you initially think that it's difficult to do and it's a big hurdle to get over, but everybody can do this stuff. And it's well, really not that hard. You know, it's simple measurements and cutting and yeah, just that that it's, was it's attainable. You know, it's it's easy to just do. Take your time and work your way up to that. Yeah, stuff. exactly. That's Absolutely. Been, Don't be afraid yeah. of it. Don't fear yeah. it. Mm-hmm. When Don't, I started the little to get burned. Yeah, when I started the little shithole shop that I have now, it was fucking what five years ago at this point. Now, Richie. Uh, we started down in Nagi. What is it? Twenty, uh, six years ago. So after that whole period, it was like, yeah, fuck it. If I can learn how to do this, anyone else can learn how to do this. They just need the push. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was yeah. our mentality to start without learning. A doubt, without is, a doubt. 
is, you know, watching other people on YouTube or watching people on TV on those, you know, entertainment yeah, discovery shows. You guys shows. aren't real, right? You guys are... You guys... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They've got movie magic. I feel like all your stuff is... And I think you... I watched one you brought somebody else's Jeep in. You were like, you are just basically grilling all the work that was done on it previously. I'm yeah, like, no, that's, that thing was perfect, a shit right? Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to show everybody that, like... like yeah, yeah, it's when, a one-time charity. You can avoid this. Like, to me, together, I'm like, you know? yeah. like, I'm like, we need to record this because this yeah. thing is insane. <laughs> how it was put together. Yep. Somebody drove it like that. I can't believe yep. it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like just uh, everything. That's the wheels the in the thing. front were just. <laughs> yeah. It's everything about the thing was just so like, like just made me cringe. So like bad. I cannot believe. Like the kid pulled it off the trailer and the front axle is rocking forwards and backwards six inches. And it's like, yeah, like what is going we've... on here? <laughs> we drove some sketchy stuff, but Not nothing that like that, you know? Like, <laughs> oh my god! It's always yeah, nice to know that there's somebody point. who's. Yeah, it's like okay. Yeah, I've done some sketchy stuff, but you. not this. So, <laughs> I haven't been this bad. <laughs> You're the golden driver, right? You're compared to some of the shit boxes that are on the road. Yeah, yeah. It makes you feel better about some. It, it helps you sleep. It, it yeah. helps you sleep at night. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I mm. feel like we managed to hit on a shit ton of fun stuff. Um, you know, keep it a little on that rich side of the AFM, and uh, take it easy, guys. You yeah, too. have a great night. Thanks for everything. <laughs>